What's up, guys? Barn Collective episode 12. Question for today. I'm here with Tash and Liam. Tash is awake for this one. Tash is awake. <laughs> Wide awake for this one. All right. We're going to talk strength training. And I'm going to throw this out here. Well, I'm, we'll use strength training as a general term for things like CrossFit weightlifting, powerlifting, maybe even throwing in bodybuilding as well. But big question, what do you think are the essentials in strength training that people should focus on? So you're talking like the base of the pyramid kind of thing. Absolute base, yeah. And then working up. So for what would your base of strength training be? Recovery. Mm. Nice. That wouldn't be my base at all. But I, I want to hear what Tash wants to say. Yeah. In what I posted, basically, nutrition, mobility, and sleep. That's what I kind of classed as recovery. Those oh. three things. They're they're. I think they're the fundamentals. They're your essentials. They're the things that are going to make you stronger. Gotcha. So in the process of getting stronger actually more important than the strength movements themselves is your just life it like just the quality yeah. of how you recover yeah. quality of nutrition sleep depends what you think that question is throwing at so i look at that question as if someone new is coming into it what's the essential for them in strength training or are you looking at as an athlete standpoint who have been doing crossfit weightlifting powerlifting now for a good couple of years or a good year or so and they're now wanting to get serious about it, then yeah, I 100% agree. I still think recovery. So I, I posted up the other day that one of my, a couple of my clients are now really sort of focusing on just eating healthily. They're not counting anything. They're just eating well, trying to like one of my, one of my guys is really trying to push sleep pattern on him more. And he's just, I saw him the other week after two weeks, we've just been out of sync with PT, normally once or twice a week. And uh, like his normal T-shirt he wears is just baggy. It's like, that's incredible, you know? Uh, and all he's done is prioritize good food uh, and sleeping. And he's just trying not to eat shit. Um, you know, he hasn't really done any training. He's been more active um, in general. So he's got a um, like garden he's doing up. He's been like here and there with the dog more, walking around more. And then once a week with me, do some strength work. But you know, that's the basics. And yeah, 100%. I think for someone brand new coming into strength training, it will be positional work um, and just basics. You know, there's no need to go nuts on accessory work. I think just right. working, spending time on basic positions of deadlift, squat, press, or snatch, overhead squat work, clean, front rack, like those basic stuff. And then you can look at going crazy on the other accessory work. Can you explain what positional work means? Uh, so it kind of is like the mobility of it. So do you are you mobile enough to get into a overhead squat for the bottom of a snatch? Can you bring your elbows forward to catch a clean? Um, so I'd be working on positions like that. Uh, if you can't even squat, I'd work on stuff like box squats first to get some good strength because if you can't get into the bottom of the squat nine times out of 10, I don't think your quads and glutes are really strong enough to actually get you down there and get you back up. So I'd probably work on like box squatting and stuff like that. And just sort of breaking everything down to as you're getting more mobile, you can get stronger at the same time, just in sort of mm. better positions. Um, so that's kind of what I mean by that. Gosh, mate. Have you, have you guys ever been in a position where you've had somebody like come to you that that's new and says like, I've I've seen like say crossfitters or I've seen weightlifters like snatching, clean and jerking, and I want to do that. Oh yeah, yeah. How 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 do you approach that when somebody comes and says I want to I want to do get like a really awesome clean and jerk? I'm not really interested in like maybe they're not interested in doing core work, you know, or even like like how you said like the recovery stuff or basic fundamental movements like like how how would you how would you address think, that to them i think i said but we have a real good ethos like as soon as you come into sort of our brand if it were like our group straight away our ethos is sort of like you know 
stick to the program in a sense, listen to what we're trying to say. Right. At the same time, like, this is what we're going to work on for this session. So it's crazy how, like, the classes that we run, we have a squat day. Like, we have a leg day almost. So I've, I've kind of, for the next sort of six to eight weeks, one week, week one, we're going to squat. So we bring all the bars, the squat racks down to the car park, and we all squat with some accessory work at the end. But we mobilize really well at the beginning, warm up, make sure people are hitting good squat numbers and whatever they need to do, positionals. And then the week after, we're doing a lot of single leg pistol work to work on pistol strength, but also single leg uh, leg work, glute work, etc. And we may do an email or something in that Wednesday, but that squat day is generally, we come in, or we go out the car, let's say, uh, warm up, we mobilize, we specifically give people different things to do to mobilize instead. We then get people sort right. of like, not buddied up, but sort of like in certain areas that we need to. So I've got some people I don't need to watch too much, but I still need to go over and help them out. Um, and then Tash can watch the other people. We're lucky we've got both of us coaching at the same time. But our ethos is we will work on good positions, we will work on good technique. Um, and, you know, if we feel you can move up in weight, we're going to tell you to move up in weight. If we feel you're a good weight, you can sit at that weight. Um, you know, we don't want you to come in and go, you know, I don't need to do this, I don't need to do that. It's like, this is really important stuff, like single leg glute bridges that no one really does and no one really has any glutes anymore from sitting down. Hip right. flexor strengthening or stretching, etc. because we sit down all the time. Uh, core work to be actually receive a catch in a clean, for instance, and to actually take load. Um, you know, we teach these people these things. As soon as they actually learn it and they're open to learn it, they're like, holy hell, this is incredible. Um, and they actually kind of understand why we're trying to push it. If someone comes in and they don't really get on with us, they, they won't stay for much longer. Uh, it's not that we push them oh, out, it's I just see. they will not enjoy what we're trying to teach them. Yeah, it's not happening. But yeah, it's not happened at all. Right. I got you, mate. So there's, there almost has to be, if, I get, if I'm getting this right, there almost has to be like a buy-in for how you guys approach strength training and how you, how you approach training in general, that they, they have to they have to understand what it is that you guys, what you guys do and your, your approach to training not necessarily just like giving them what they think they want, think they need or what they want. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I think giving people what they want is not always the best thing. Like, you know, if we, if we gave everyone what they want last week's podcast would have never happened. It would have been six weeks shreds. God knows how long, you know what I mean? Um, You know, none of us would be pretty much in a job because it would just be boring. We wouldn't enjoy it. And we don't really call it a job, I suppose. So I I think if you just give people what they want, and I have done it before, I've definitely given people what they wanted. Um, Because I think this goes on to a podcast that we're doing in the future about people who want to quit. It's like if they've been with you for a while, you can give people what they want just for them to get by and mentally get themselves back into what they need to do. Sure. But if they're trying to come into the organization, let's say, you know, I, I think they just need to understand who we are, what we do and how we teach. Um, and the fact that we've got, you know, quite a lot of experience behind us now with various different people, with beautiful mm-hmm. group classes that we yeah. know what we're talking about. Uh, and if someone comes in with something new, I'm very much interested in what, like, they've got any new injuries, any new sort of like medical problems or anything like that. I'm very interested in researching and trying to find out how I can help. And if I can't, I'll push right. someone else. Gotcha, mate. Yeah, totally. Right. Cool. So, so Tash, following on from what you were saying, so you mentioned how you see like the general essentials for just health and recovery, mobility as like prime fundamentals. Let's say you have somebody who's like kind of mastered that. They're in a really good position. They feel ready to kind of move on. Where do you feel like their like next step would be? Uh, depends depends what they're gonna be looking to do. So obviously coming from a weightlifting point of view, um, just technique, a lot of interesting technique yeah. work, um, a lot of drills, um, a lot of 
again, positional work, uh, and then it will be technique, but like technique strength, if that makes sense. So it will be a lot of um, overhead stability work, so like snap balances, um, right. anything like a, a tall clean, anything to get them, like, like responses working. Like um, I've been doing a lot of, I personally have been doing a lot of broad jumps and squat jumps and things like that. And then when I went back onto the program with my coach, he was like, oh, you, um, you're going to be doing like broad jumps and squat jumps. And I was like, oh, funny that, because I'm already doing that, <laughs> going back on. So like, I know the importance of it. So now like I'm pushing that onto um, our people like broad jumps, depth jumps. So jumping from a height down and straight back up, if you've done a depth right. jump before, yeah. um, and squat jumps as well, but like not... Um, what's the word like not squat jump squat it would be squat jump as high as you can and then just like soft knees to land not back right interesting um, yeah just to work like on one like power. really explosive jump right yeah yeah You'd be so that's what like... that's what we need like we need that explosive power so i've been yeah. doing a lot of that as well like for me personally, I don't need explosive power. I've been sprint. I've been a sprinter since I was young. I am explosive as hell. It's why I'm decent at the lifting side of things. So for me, that's not what I need. But for 99% of people who sit on their ass all day in the office, blah blah blah, never yeah. come from a, a sporty background. They might play football, or rugby. You know, it's there. They just need to sort of tap into it. Um, that's a it's a great way of doing it, and it's great that she's still seeing that. So yeah, totally. I actually, I, I can't remember exactly who I heard this from. I, I think it was a coach, someone uh, someone that I followed was talking about the importance of like explosive movements for um, seniors, like for, for older people. And the yeah. fact that like, because we lose explosive power, it's actually can be a really critical component of like, well, it's pressure through the tendons and ligaments, isn't it? That's, that's right. not, it's not like supposed to power. It's all about absorbing energy. Um, and obviously, you know, the older you get, the more you're going to fall and stumble. You need to be able to absorb that energy into your joints and everything like that. So I don't, I don't know if it's got anything to do with it, but I think as you get older, your brain then doesn't connect with your body. So then you don't have that explosive power. Right. As long as they don't have like the neurological yeah, like, power. The, yeah. yeah. Also, it's a lot of balance work, yeah, you know, trying to balance. fall off something and yeah. then jump is coordination <laughs> and balance, you know, trying to broad jump is a landing and balance. So like a lot of explosiveness is about landing your feet nice and flat and trying to absorb power while balancing at the same time. Yeah. So that's I mean, probably why I see yeah. a fair amount of it. You think walking on your hands is difficult. I think broad jumps are actually quite difficult they, yeah. they can be they can be quite scary if you've not yes, yeah if you've not done yeah. them yeah. i think board say, jumps yeah. are quite scary board jumps just always it's my like jam, the so. down and then like <laughs> that fear of like jumping upwards is a little bit yeah weird. totally depth, totally. depth jumps are always a weird one I, the I, sense of trying to fall off something to then jump tall is kind of like they can't they're like get to grips with falling <laughs> off something and also like um depth jumps are more about like reactions so if you oh i'll send you them then but it's jumping from like a plyo box onto right. from um you you land with both feet but you kind of you go one foot off first you kind of fall kind of like a fall but you land yeah. with both feet and as soon as your feet touch you jump as high as you can so it's more about reaction as well right as, as well as the height that you're getting yeah so yeah that is very interesting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. So we've been working on a, a lot of a lot of that getting people's explosive power and open opening their hips they don't know how to yeah open no, and squeeze because yeah. like it, it doesn't it's not always about snatch and clean and jerk like thinking about like all the presses that's kind of relatable when like box jumps it will help them with box jumps because once they've got over that 
fear of like the yes. broad jumps and things like that, they'll be able to jump onto a box. Box jumps is a lot OPEX more manageable. As well. yeah. uh, Corn's not here, but OPEX actually try and want you to teach uh, depth jumps rather than box jumps first to actually landing and how to actually train being absorbing power through your legs. So rather than jumping That's onto a box, because yeah. when you jump, you actually use more force to land rather than just using gravity, obviously, uh, with depth jumps. And um, they actually, one thing they always wanted to teach was depth jumps before you teach the box jump. Um, wow. Just so you can stick landing and how to land and how to land with knees and stuff like that, um, especially if they're older. Mm -hmm. um, so it's one thing OPEX like to teach. I know that I've seen that before. I'm not sure if it's in their course, yeah. but I've seen them talk about it before. Um, but also it's like things like that are different, aren't they? You know, you think, oh, okay, I want to come snatch and clean. It's like, okay, cool, we're going to do this, this, and this. Like, well, what, what, How wait, what? I'm trying to think if there's a movie or something. I can't remember what it was. Is it Karate Kid? It's like, oh, I want to learn how to do karate and stuff. And goes to, and it's literally, no, you're going to go and wax the wax on, wax oh, on. Oh, wax on, wax off. Yeah, and then like yeah. you, you need to go wash this. You need to go run this errand. You need to go do this. You need to lift that water belt. That, that It's like, I'm not actually learning what I'm here to learn. But <laughs> everything has its purpose behind it. I think there's, I think yeah. that's Karate Kid, and there's another movie. I think I can't think of what it is. Yeah, um, there was a. I don't remember that there was an episode of Malcolm in the Middle, where Howard teaches well, Malcolm. Can we just say you're really showing age, Malcolm? <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't it? Not who else gonna know what? Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he wanted to. He wanted to learn how to how to like do ice hockey, and his his dad taught him how to figure skate. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It helped him on the ice. Yeah, you've got to you got to learn how to figure skate before you can exactly think about holding a hockey stick and yeah. yeah. And uh, that's probably why she loves it because she figure skate. What do you think you're like? So when you have someone that wants to come in, let's say because of say in your Instagram for powerlifting, etc. What do you think the essentials for that is? Oh man, so I think the thing with powerlifting for me. Um, on a personal level, I obviously really love it. I really enjoy it. And I think for the most part, powerlifting for majority of people is actually quite achievable. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the big limiting factors people have, as you kind of mentioned there was like movement foundations and the ability to move in general. Um, I learned the hard way that you can't just put a bar on someone's back and then just say, okay, you can back squat now to see what happens um so definitely has to be um an understanding of how to actually perform the movement itself before you even get into that that kind of level i say i say powerlifting for me is probably a more it's like a next step from movement foundations and I'd say it's probably like a little less advanced than Olympic weightlifting or even maybe CrossFit as well. And look at the, I know obviously CrossFit is a lot broader in general. Um, it's also a question as well for me. I think we, we've tapped into there a little bit of like what people need versus what people want. I say for the majority of people, like you, like you kind of mentioned, um, because of just their lives, because of their jobs, a lot of them are limited, particularly I, I found in terms of like hip strength. So um, especially in terms of like hip extension, mm -hmm. um, even the movement in, in itself. I think for a lot of people, they're, they're very rounded as well. A lot of the time, so they often have issues in terms of their thoracic mobility, um, forward head posture, which kind of makes things like bench pressing not that important in the long term. Like if their if their goal is to improve their posture, just get healthier and fitter in general, pulling is probably more of a priority for them, and um, will probably get them closer to their goals than just getting bigger at benching. Yeah. But um, yeah. But yeah, mate. But I say I say from experience as well. I think when people get into powerlifting or when they start doing well with it, they really really enjoy it. I think there's so much joy from being able to lift a heavy weight and then just the just the inner pride of being like holy crap i just lifted whatever it was 150 200 250 pounds and six months ago i was i couldn't i could barely lift like 85 mm. you know 
So mm -hmm. yeah, I will, I will always, always say it. No one's ever going to complain about being too strong. Yeah, they hundred like, percent. You yeah. may get strong men and stuff like that. Like Eddie nearly killed himself trying to do the 500 kilo deadlift, but he's still done a 500 kilo deadlift. And let's be honest, he lets everyone fucking know about it. Like I was strong <laughs> enough to pull this weight. Yeah. Sweet. That's absolutely awesome. Um, regards yeah. to the bench thing, I think everyone needs to bench and overhead press more. Um, I think okay. a lot of CrossFitters need to potentially bench more and prep deep press up more. It's like, I think a lot of people underestimate how much the chest rolls into like overhead movements and shoulder stability. Interesting. Yeah. Cause uh, it's, it's definitely not much of a thing, is it? In like kind of the weightlifting or, or CrossFit world to do stuff like bench press. No, but <laughs> go to a commercial gym and it's chest day every day, you know? But I think um, like with weightlifting, they substitute the bench for, handstand push-ups deficit handstand push-ups push-ups they well, use yeah, a lot dips. they do a lot of especially if you're other, Chinese yeah they do a lot of other stuff that's like uses the same muscles that a bench would without bench pressing but you gotta think a dip tear like if you've never had a chest pump in your life go and do like a load of cable flies and benching and then like next week you try and do yeah, and dips and stuff like that like your chest gets torn a new one <laughs> um, and, and like triceps just get so isolated yeah i think maybe with bench because it is very chest dominant and we don't particularly need that i think it then becomes restrictive and that's why we tend to do other yeah other um other accessories other strength so what are the essential accessories for weightlifting it's kind of hard to kind of pinpoint but squats <laughs> leg strength leg strength just pure leg strength i, I agree i generally upper agree i've back, never upper back and leg leg strength done i've never felt stronger until i've had a good set of strong legs mm -hmm. uh like i can push press more when i've got a set of strong legs uh definitely clean a lot more with strong legs my pool's always been good from deadlifting years ago so as long as my legs feel strong like everywhere else feels strong generally speaking mm. um because they're the foundation let's talk about like you know they are the foundation of any lift really yeah i think the going back to your question like the essentials of strength training and that it depends who the person is so like i i still stand by like recovery is the main thing like your nutrition your sleep and your mobility stretching anything like that that's mm. that's our focus and then i think if you are just looking to move well to like longevity of training and life and quality and etc cetera, etc cetera, i think like the basics are basically powerlifting so mm. your squat your deadlift but mm. i think it's then an overhead press not a bench so for everyday people longevity and quality of life deadlift because you need to pick things up squat yeah. because you need to squat down and a press for overhead yeah and i think that's, that's for everyday people that's that's interesting you say that i think i do kind of agree with that i think that from experience as well i've noticed a lot of people struggle with like reaching mm -hmm. like reaching overhead and pressing overhead especially pressing with any kind of weight mm -hmm. um I, I think that's where um, we kind of taps in it a little bit as well in terms of mobility. I think like it's where stabilization comes in so, so critically as well. Yeah. I, I think I might mention in a previous episode how for me, the biggest game changer I had in terms of my ability to lift um, and lift well was incorporating direct like course, what we call like core stability work. So bird dogs, Knees, uh, side plank bridges things like that yeah um we do that so much and right? again i think a lot, so of, much. a lot of people misunderstand what a core is like they just right. think core is abs like visible abs yeah, when yeah, actually yeah. it's not that at all like you right. need them to be able to stand up that's basically uh, what people you need to tell people I, can't, I need to find the study but i remember reading a study i don't know if it was on mod science on instagram and they sort of peeled it up or if it was somewhere else 
There was a study done, let's just say it was 10 weeks or six weeks or something. People tested their one max front squat, I think it was, and plank time, I think that's what it was. Now, the people who did a six-week front squat only program, no other accessories, just front squat. I think it was visible abs was another thing that they, they sort of looked at. And then people done a lot of core work, so plank, sit-ups, et cetera. And I think it was mostly sit-ups. The people who front squatted more had a denser core and mm. better looking abs than... And those that were actually did, doing... Yeah, who did ab, ab ab core work. They were on the same right. sort of diet. They were, I think, were untrained athletes or, or like moderate trained. So they were just everyday gym goers, let's say. But I, yeah, I need to find right. it. But um, to be honest, it years and years ago. That, no, that, that not, not at all. I tell people that all the time as well, and it shocks people. Um, you know, that's why you see people who are not skinny abs, because let's be honest, that's just people who are skinny and just got abs. Um, yeah, it's just body fat. <laughs> well, but people who've got like that turtle shell that I call it, where it's just like you literally they are poking out by a good inch or so, but mm. all the way up and down. That's where you know people have been doing like hardcore lifting because they just blow up that way. I know for a fact when I've done a lot of lifting, my abs do just poke out. Um, you know, they are just solid as well, constantly. Um, because I just lift, you know, I'm squatting twice a week at the moment, which is four squat sessions actually, back and front. Um, and then I'm cleans, uh, you know, snatch, anything else that uses core, pressing overhead, jerks, you know. And I feel my core getting obliterated yeah. just from doing those things. Um, I yeah, think people yeah. underestimate that. Oh, I I love a I love a double dead bug. That's me. That's a bit of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. A double dead bug. Double yeah, weight, dead weight, bug. weight, weight, weight on the arms. Yeah. Weighted double dead bugs are my absolute favourite. Damn. Yeah. Oh snap. Okay. The so feet feet have got yeah. a plate on and hands got a plate on. And, both and you do both at the same, at the same time. time into a hollow. Wow. Back. Yeah, that's 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 pretty brutal. Yeah, that's an absolute killer, but it's great. I love them. I think so. When Tash said about the essentials need to be recovery, I think what people need to think is that you're still training while doing that. I think as she said it, I was kind of right. thinking about it now. Like, yeah, I want to get into strength training. Cool, eat good and sleep good, and then come back. No, that's not what she's saying. I don't think what she's saying is still do the classes, still go to your PT, still do your coach, etc., whatever it is. But we want to focus to make sure that you're sleeping right, you're eating better, so you have energy levels are better, right. uh, stress levels are better. So then when you do come and train, you're kind of focused a bit more on it and you, you do, you're actually progressing well. Um, so bar path is good, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, totally. So like it was, oh, it was ages ago, but there was like a, a thing on TV and there, um, there's a correlation between the quality and amount you sleep to actually the food that you eat so if you sleep bad um you're more likely to crave the next day bad mm. food so like your sugary naughty yeah. oily yummy stuff the, the, the naughty the yeah, naughty foods yeah totally and then like imagine doing that with what we do you're just not gonna right. You talk to Ben, he's a powerlifter. It's just okay, yeah, yeah. eat and lift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it probably works the same. It probably works the same. And then you've got less motivation. You're tired because you're sleep deprived. You feel shit because you've eaten shit. Like, and then right. you feel even shitter because you think, oh shit, I've eaten shit. And it's just a cycle. It's just a cycle. I spoke right. to a client this morning, actually. He had a Chinese last night because he fancied it. Uh, and he felt like <laughs> and shit. You it. Yeah, he felt like <laughs> shit the next morning. I done it with a pizza the other day, but I wanted the pizza. And then I don't regret having it. I just woke up the next morning feeling like crap. But the, the conversation I had with him is like, we've done that for what, once in the month, mm-hmm. right? If I get a pizza, it's in like uh, a half decent fresh one from a supermarket rather than order a takeaway one because they're normally full of salt. I wake up the next morning, just feel like I've been just like mouth wide open, just, you know, trying to catch flies is the term and I just dry mouth like a good food few Gendy hours <laughs> I can't I can't keep drinking water it just doesn't do anything and that's what um, my client had this morning but he's like yeah, yeah. I kind of regret it and Tom no I'm not saying the name oh, okay <laughs> <I just wanted laughs> to... <laughs> um, 
because then I was like, well, you shouldn't regret it. You fancied it. When was the last time you had one? Oh, like four months ago. So, well, there you are then. It's absolutely fine. You regret it. You've done it. You've got it out of your system and we can crack on now for another four or five months until you get it again. But the biggest thing he said is he got right. invited down to the pub the night that night and he knew he had a very busy day at work. He had me really nice and early and he was like, I don't want to you know, go out and then I'll end up cancelling you, which then I'll go to work hungover. I'll feel shit because I didn't cancel you. And I feel shit because I cancelled you. And then my day's just, my weekend's ruined in that sense. And then it'll roll into next week. So I I think like what I'm getting here as well, I kind of following from what Tash said about purpose of recovery, quality of life as like the foundation is it fair to say then, like the concept of strength training is kind of like a concept of how you approach life in general or how you approach your health. And actually like strength training can be used as a way of like improving the way you move, improving your sleep quality, your quality of your food, quality of what you eat. Because I think for me, I think that was the biggest thing I got from CrossFit was that was the first time I'd really heard about like Oh, actually, like, you know, to work out, like, and to really get the most out of your workouts, it's way more than just the workout itself. Yeah. It's the, the value of, of, of health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah. what is it? The, the best phrase is like, I do this hour in the gym so I can eat this crap when I get home. Like, that, that's always kind of been a, a round. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to yeah. go train today. I'm going to do a thousand calories today training for my watch so I can go out drinking tonight. It's like that's, that's a really yeah. unhealthy way of looking at yeah things. terrible way of looking um, at but yeah just imagine yeah. it you're strong enough to pick kind of anything up your granddaughter your daughter um son whatever niece nephews uh shopping from the car to like in one trip or something you know silly uh if you're doing the garden up and there's crap around you can pick it up you can do what you like because you're strong enough in the gym to do those kind of things like you don't need to be mm. as strong like a 200 kilo squat or something just strong enough for your daily living that's kind of what strength right. training is it's just it doesn't mean you need to lift the heaviest in the world strength training is what you need it to be but then if you're right. doing the basic essentials of your extra mobility work to make sure you can move well in those positions and strong enough in those positions you're sleeping well enough so you know you're energized through the day and you're eating fueling yourself well enough but enjoying it at the same time you're probably going to have a much happier life in general, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I spoke the other day that I'm now coming up to my, well, in about three days time, four months sober. Um, and I had six, uh, six knocks and beers today. And I sat there actually looking at one going, I've had six beers. I would be, you know, I'd wake up tomorrow feeling pretty shit and rough, but I've had six zero percent beers. I feel great. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up, feel fantastic. I'm going to go watch the Formula One with a few friends. Still going to have some zero percent beer there, but I'm still enjoying myself at the same time. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I did I eat well. I didn't eat as much today as I have done before, but today is not a training day, and it's tomorrow. Um, so I'm not fussed with it mentally. Um, Gosh, mate. Yeah. Cool. It's. I think there's a very there's a very new age coming in, I think, slowly that, you know, this is becoming the norm of trying to live your life how you want to live it, but also trying to be healthier. Mm-hmm. I, I do agree with that. Uh, yeah. And just yeah. trying to enjoy life more. I think, I think we've all kind of realised over this past couple of years or this sort of pandemic in a way, especially what's happening in India, is life is way too short. But at the same time, it could be a lot shorter if, you don't treat yourself, you know, well mm-hmm. at the same time. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. For those that want to be pushed and want to be competitive and things like that, then the essentials m- might slightly change, but. I, I think they do, but they need to be more specific, specific. in that sense. Yeah. yeah uh, I think yeah. the essentials, are, like the building blocks are always the same, no matter what if you're, you know, Hathor or Eddie trying to deadlift 200 kilos or uh, 500 kilos or me and Ben trying to deadlift 200 kilos. 
but it's still the same building blocks to get to that period mm -hmm. but i think the mentality mentality yeah like someone that doesn't want to compete or doesn't want to lift particularly heavy will, won't have that mindset of oh i need to i must move I, I must move quick or i must lift this heavier or i need to get this by this day they won't have that mentality they'll just be like oh i'm really happy that I'm here and I'm doing this and et cetera, et cetera. I think that that's. I think that's it goes deeper in that. I think you look at some of the games, CrossFit Games athletes, they'll go out for meals and stuff, especially like back in the day. They go out for meals for their family and that, and they'll take their own food with them because it's macro to their mac for their training period. Right. Um, yeah. I like, don't like that. You know, let's say, yeah. well, hang on. This is the best part for you two. Let's say we go out for a meal. Like Ben comes over to the States. He, he uh, comes over from the States. He's going for a meal. Yeah. Me and Ben are going to order whatever we fucking want, but you've got a weight cut. So you have to check what you're eating. You have to make sure that you're yeah. you know, doing well with a weight cut. Same with Ben. Ben's going to make Especially sure he, he makes weight. You know, so he won't be able to order all this giant food. He's going to actually keep himself stripped down so he gets the weight cut. To be honest, yes, but it doesn't bother me that much. But that's, yeah. well, it doesn't bother me that a weight, but yeah. other people may not. No. So an essential of that is you have to worry about that when you have to worry about mm. it. Yeah. But... yeah. I, I remember, um, I think it was, was it Catherine? I think that when she was like, at the at the peak um i remember hearing like she she would even during the games like yeah. when they gate when they serve the food she still had her own food yep that she would eat everyone was like what the hell are you doing that for and yeah, uh, and it's, yeah it's, man. like some tash doesn't agree but at the same time you know what if you got to the games and you didn't make it you know she came first twice i think it was was it and then right. she came second or third a couple of years after like what if she didn't do any of that and she came sixth and seventh you know i think bergeron said about tapping into that one percent it's like when you're at the right. top of the game you've really got to tap into that one percent because if you don't you may lose your chance yeah. and it's like the olympics you know you've got four years mm -hmm. four years to tap into that one percent and if you don't nail it now with weightlifting it's a little different because it could come down to just some technical errors that you make on the day um with sprinting right. it could be fueling you know you just didn't get your steps in you didn't time everything right on the gun it doesn't matter if you're quick enough you, you potentially could catch up especially yeah. on something like a four or 200 um, but if you didn't fuel yourself efficiently for that day, you know, that doesn't start a week before. That starts with training six, two years down the line, or six months, two years down the line. Right. You know? And if you don't tap into that one percent, which is essential yeah. for your sport, then you know you you didn't give everything you needed to give. I get so, that. So so yeah, I think I, I can see that. So the the essentials at that level might potentially shift to something that for the majority of people they don't actually necessarily need but the essentials are still there like they've, they've already kind of mastered that level and they've accepted yeah. the trade-offs that are going to come from that yeah i think i think that's a fairly good point because i think that one of the one of the worries that i have when i say worry but one of the concerns i have especially for people that are kind of wanting to get into say weightlifting strength training general whatever, whatever it is is i've noticed a lot of coaches who take things that are actually way too overcomplicated and then make it out like people have to do it i don't know if you've kind of like noticed that example? i'll give you an example all right um okay so one second one second oh right okay so Right now, you don't have to name anyone. I, I'm not. I'm, I won't name anyone, but I'll, I'll tell you off offhand. I think. I think you know who this is anyway. Okay, so it's an NFL athlete. So again, it's obviously okay. totally different level. And this person's doing an isometric barbell bicep curl with a split squat with, and then going straight into like hip flexion, which right. is like absolutely. It's like bizarre. Like what? Like what is he getting from this? I, I have no idea. So this is like, this is like the old uh, the old yoga ball and overhead squat kind of 
shit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so that, that, that's that it, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, and I, I, I just like, for me, for me as a, like, I don't know if you have, guys have this experience as well, but like for me as a coach, I worry that um, people see this stuff and expect me to deliver on this. So say like, I'm not, I'm not going to give you like, I'm not going to teach you how to squat, how to, how to reach or press or, or pick something up off the ground. Cause that stuff's boring. I'm going to teach you this really crazy fancy stuff that, you know, that because of a whole bunch of like crazy reasons, you know, like a bunch of these, like, you know, there you go. Right, uh, boom. Yoga book. Okay. It's a barbell split squat. This person has is doing a split squat on a yoga ball for a start. So her, her, her foot is on a yoga ball. She's like, whatever, it's fine. You can do that. Balance, yeah, yeah. Two uh, banded kettlebells as well, like either side. So not weight or anything, but like a banded kettlebell. And actually, the more I look at it, I'm like, man, that looks actually looks pretty sick. But then maybe that's the problem, man. <laughs> like, I can't imagine it. God damn. I'm just... Oh, I'll send you links to it. Oh, okay, this one's... This one's mental. Okay, so it's a barbell, banded kettlebells. So kettlebells either side. This person standing on a bench. So one foot on a bench. Her opposite leg is on a yoga ball, and she's going into a single leg RDL with a with a bent over row. I hope this place has got massive insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I can just. Think I, won't, I won't say who this is, but it's like famous for this kind of stuff basically right. so well you know yeah, I, I have no idea who that is but i yeah. think I'll, i've I'll, seen I'll, 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 link, I'll link it and yeah. i always so. think what is the purpose yeah i don't get it might yeah and that that for me that that's kind of my concern because i've i've noticed that that stuff gets really popular especially on instagram like if i'm looking at my search I, feed i'm gonna say yeah. something yeah go ahead snatching no one needs to do it Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? I said, I said it before. Fair point. Yeah. Unless you are competitive in Olympic weightlifting or CrossFit, you don't need to snatch. But people want to. Unless you want to have yes. competitiveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, no, not even competitiveness. People just want to snatch. Or competitive. Just yeah. I I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's, no, it's I need not... to do it. Right interesting it is it's a case of like it yeah i think that it goes back to like something that you that you'd like to try or want to do yeah realize how something hard it is and then to. think nah fuck this for a game and a half <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. use the yoga ball instead <laughs> 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 yeah. oh yeah yeah i yeah. And to be fair, clean and clean and jerk. The the press element, yes, but the clean and jerk, no one really needs to learn that either, I don't think. Right. No, I think you can you could do cleans in a aspect of like a med ball clean and stuff like that, and you'll still get the benefits from positional stuff and etc. Obviously and a you lot can of intensify them. it a lot more, because uh, that's probably what people kind of want. And the athletes um, tend to look at power cleans, don't they? Because that's where you're yeah, you're generating force and yeah. maximum maximum. So other yeah. uh, other um sports look at power cleans or squat cleans a lot more. So right, it's why NFL do a lot because it's what a power. Yeah, it's the term in the mm-hmm. power. Um, yeah, they snatch really because they don't need any of heads. When you've got pads on, you can't fucking put your hands up anyway. Then is it the NFL players that take it from the rack and it's like a high, high hang? High. Yeah. at like oh my god, two hundred yeah. kilos or something. You're like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's absolutely imagine if you i i did i did, I did do that into... the other day i think it was a shot put like shot put thrower yeah it was i think yeah. i did yeah. you see that as well it's like a throwing clean it was absolutely insane yeah it's like basically a, a muscle clean reverse bicep clean there is some, from a there is still a hip drive yeah yeah totally um, he just yeah. catches it really, really high. Yeah, it's incredible. I don't even think he bends his legs. No, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, as normal cool. bearing topic, it's nice. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of my bad. So I think <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think 
bringing this back then i think that we can like safely say then that like when it comes to how to approach essentials in strength training quality of your health is an is almost like the underneath of the iceberg like quality of recovery movement in general yeah is absolute baseline like roots beyond that fundamental movements and the capacity to move how it relates to everyday life so things like picking stuff off the floor mm-hmm. um pressing reaching overhead squatting um where do you think high, again higher level um competitive movements come in especially things like crossfit and olympic weightlifting where does that come in in, com- in comparison to that kind of like that pyramid so i think the health side of things i think it's more like a train track so you've got two lines almost to help with both sets of wheels on a train okay if you imagine that one side is constantly health like it's constantly sleep recovery mobility etc nice. etc et because you don't just do that stuff get good at it and then just leave it you you constantly do it it's a constant yeah where the other side of things you can progress through different sort of stations that use the train analogy still so you're going through that and you you start with the basics movement quality you know basic strength work is making sure that you can air squat for instance goblet squat then you can go front squat back squat overhead squat whatever you need to however complex you need to go for it and basic strength elements of pulling from the floor etc then as you progress through, you learn better movements. You can then obviously learn more complex, complex movements for it, or the intensity gets higher. So for you, for yourself, someone who walks into your gym with yourself and wants to learn to deadlift, you give them positional work and stuff like that. An hour later, you're going into your training session. You're doing five, you know, you're doing five doubles at eighty-five percent or something like that. That's yeah. an intense version of what they've just done. I see. You know, so for Tash, she will go and teach uh, Shazza, um, you know, 62 year old, how to position well and move well. She's now moving a lot better. She's now doing some sort of percentage work. But, you know, she first learned with just a broomstick or something in positional, trying to make sure that the shoulders are getting behind the head. um, Because we've talked about that earlier, the forward lean that everyone kind of has and they can't get their arms up nicely. You know, and then Tash an hour later will go and do six doubles at 80 to or work up to a heavy double, which is more intense in that mm-hmm. sense. I gotcha. So on, on the one side of things, there is the absolute fundamentals of health and the yeah. quality of living, quality of life. And on the other side, there is gradual progressions in terms of difficulty, intensity, complexity yeah of, of, of movement right yeah and it's always yeah I don't, I don't think it always needs to go super far but you know going for a one rep max is complex it's intense you know it's not you know it's not easy it's yeah. nerve-wracking yeah <laughs> um <laughs> so you know that's is going for a one rep max essential no right. unless you're looking to progress in the sport itself or if you are looking to get as strong as possible in that sense, because you do kind of need to look at, you know, RPE scales, percentages, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think it's essential for everyone to start out with at all. And you see all these kids in the gym just trying to max out their debt and stuff like that. It's just ridiculous. I'm going to say something we haven't, I don't think we've mentioned like single, single arm, single leg. Yeah. It's just accessory work. Like it's a lot. And I think, it depends what you do, but yes, I think I, I, unilateral work, yeah. as it's called, is very, very essential for a lot of people. Yeah, whether yeah. you're young, old, training for competition or training for health, I think single, single limb work, we'll call it, is mm. yeah, hundred really percent. It's, yeah. it's been, a, I think, it's been a huge game changer. Like. Ben's program has had a ton of it for the past, what, three years now? Like, yeah, sure. and, you know, you got to think of the whole catching thing. If she didn't do the food, if you didn't do your single stuff, would you be as be strong as you strong are now? Right would you have been injured yeah, more? Dude, like, I, yeah, I say, dude, I say to anybody, like, if you're, if you've been squatting for a while and you feel like you're hitting a plateau, start doing like split squats and single leg deadlifts. Yeah. Yeah. 
hundred percent. Was that? I think that that was the. I think it was the first workout you gave me. Was it was like a squat for ten, and then it was like a super set of Bulgarian split squat, single leg deadlift. And I don't think I'd ever had that amount of doms in like. Years. Bulgarian split squats are generally just a pain Most everywhere. Do you know what I yeah. find worse? Lunges, jumping lunges and lunges. I find oh, them worse. Lunges. Honest to God, yeah. the pain. Jumping lunges are brutal. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I think that's, we use it all the time. We we pretty much do a carry workout a week mm. as well, like a single arm farmer carry. I've actually been giving people plate, plate pinches as well um, for their wrists and forearms because a lot of people are just stuck on a mouse like this, like the claw comes out. Um, so I've been giving people some sort of plate pinches as well, which is quite sort of fun. No one's ever done it before, especially with our lot. Uh, you go to a standard CrossFit box, you will never, ever, ever get plate pinches unless people are trying to work on their grip. Um, and right. you normally get it for the first couple of weeks after the Open when toes to bar come out with dumbbell stuff and their grip's just shot to hell. Yeah. And they're like, I need better grip. You just don't really think about hanging from a bar more than for five seconds. Rather, mm -hmm. you want to go and do plate pinches. But, you know, that's that's another thing um cool. you know, I, I think yeah there, there, there's loads there's of ways you can go but the basic basic thing you need to make sure is that everything outside the gym is working really well because the gym is the bloody easiest part in the world right yeah totally man i generally think going to the gym going to the gym could be difficult but when you're there it's the easiest thing in the world to do but going back home via the shops let's say that's the hardest thing to get right. Uh, and obviously everything between the ears is quite difficult to get right as well. Totally, man. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I wait for this one. Yeah. We've missed Corn, but he's very busy doing a lot of work uh, for his uni degree. He's gone back and done something else. I, I can't remember what exactly it is. And he's doing it. Is it it's not a master's, is it? It is a master's. It is a master's. Yeah. He's doing, is it kinesiology, I want to say? Yeah believe yeah so, uh if you've got this far we are in the uk especially we do have our own coffee going around and we do got a uh, a new charity blend which is raising money for the uh i keep repronouncing it i think it's joe joe dogs in it's actually in thailand as well um but they are a uk based uh, a member of ours uh his brother left london a decent job a dj career pretty much and decided to open a rescue center in thailand Quite a few years ago now, they do some incredible work. Uh, we well, you've got a dog. Us two have got rescue dogs, and we'll look to rescue more. Um, you know, we're trying to raise 100% profits from it. We'll go to them. So if you're in the UK, uh, just sort of head over to our Instagram, and you'll find all the details there, uh, and it'll get shipped and sent out to you directly here, where you can't see, but you can. The boxes <laughs> here of stuff next to us. So uh, yeah, a little advert for ourselves. I suppose if you need anything, message us directly. I've actually had a message recently today about sort of going over some skill work, which is nice. Um, I say today, it was yesterday. It's now 17 minutes past midnight, mm -hmm. um, which is awesome. Uh, you know, you can hit us up at any point for any messages, corn included, if you're in Thailand. Um, yeah, we're, we're pretty good on social media. And Same. Ben, Ben has a new Facebook group. Yes, sir. Yeah, Invicta Fit Facebook group, uh, completely free to join. Uh, inclusive community for everyone to share their fitness journey. I'm going to be providing my personal coaching principles to how I approach nutrition um, and, and training. Um, and I'm, I'm posting that completely for free. So you guys get a lot of my approaches in terms of how to better track your nutrition, um, choosing better quality foods, uh, behaviors like eating slowly to 80% full, paying more attention um, to, to, your, to what you're eating, your meals, your environment. Completely free to join. Um, you can check my uh, link in bio on my Instagram. I'm Invicta underscore coach on Instagram. Would absolutely love to have you. That'd be, that'd be sick. Um, yeah, dude. Great. Great. That's it. Perfect. Okay. On to next week. Great.